Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sextexton, John O'Shea, Ashley Sexton. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Uh, a lot of guys who have a chip on their shoulder here. Uh, a lot of guys who are uh, who hear that, uh, who see a lot of fans upset and saying, you know, the Jags don't have anything left in the tank. They don't have any players. Uh, and they already had a chip on their shoulder. And now you're just piling on a little bit more. A lot of guys who are working extremely hard, who are talented, they're not household names. Uh, and I think that's a big point is uh, they know they got to work for everything that they get. Nothing's going to be handed to them. Uh, and they're ready to go out there and to, to play some games. And just because you haven't seen or heard of them yet, doesn't mean they can't play. Uh, and so I believe in these guys uh, and they're they're extremely uh, motivated and focused uh, really to fill those shoes that are left by those guys and to go out there and create a new identity for Jacksonville. Jaguars wide receiver Chris Connolly on Good Morning Football earlier this week. Talking the Jaguars getting the game voting campaign, talking about what the Jaguars are doing in the social justice movement, and what you heard just there, all about the Jaguars being counted out before even week one. Definitely a motivated locker room after this week as we start Jaguars drive time on this Thursday morning, bringing in Brian Sexton and John Ozier, my co-hosts, Brian, for planning out this show, and I couldn't believe this is the last show before the regular season. We're back Monday morning. It's for real. Yeah, it doesn't seem possible that we're ready to go with the season just because, you know, the offseason seemed to stretch forever. And I think that distorted our sense of reality and time. And then training camp was so different. Having done this, and John can attest, as long as we have, you get into a rhythm. And that rhythm was completely disrupted. And all of a sudden, now here we are at the very beginning of the season. It feels weird for sure. Yes, could not agree more, Brian Sexton. Let's get into big things, shall we? Big thing one is slighted. This is nothing new, but especially this week, the locker room is feeling it now more than ever. This team has been counted out by national attention before week one. Players are using that counted out feeling to their advantage. I think there's a lot of guys on, that te on our team that uh, have, thrive off of that mentality in the NFL. I mean, everybody got here. Everybody deserves to be here who is here. And when you are slighted in terms of preseason expectations or what people think of you, I mean, that puts a chip on your shoulder. And as competitive individuals, you want to prove everybody wrong. So that's definitely something that we'll be able to take and use to our advantage, I think. Big thing, too, is no question. The biggest takeaway from defensive coordinator Todd Wash's press conference was now with the departure of Unique Ngakwe to the Vikings. The Jaguars need a prominent defensive end on the other side of Josh Allen. Here comes Caleb on chase on. Once again, not only his play strength, but he's a very intelligent young man. Um, but I think we want to do what's best for our football team and uh, obviously what's best for him to have success. Um, you know, we're going to play him at defensive end. Um, he, he's going to be playing a lot for us. And uh, we're, we're very, very excited about that. And, uh, you know, like I said, the best thing is what's best for our team and what's best for him for us to have the best success. And we feel right now that's going to be leaving him uh, at defensive end. Um, but he can also play in our sub package, the big end. So he, he's got a real nice skill set that we'll be able to get him and Josh on the grass a lot. And big thing three is cut down day. The roster needs to be set Saturday at 4 o'clock. Today will be the last practice we see with a full 80-man roster that we've been seeing in training camp. 
However, this year is a little different. Only 11 players have to be cut from this 80-man to now the 69-man roster. Now that a practice squad has ex expanded to 16 spots, now this team needs to choose extremely wisely who they put on that practice squad. I think any time that you're making personnel decisions, you know, we, we obviously we've developed some personal relationships with all these young men and that kind of stuff, so they're tough either way. But I think with the addition of some more practice squad players and, and veterans and stuff that you can protect, I think it's very important that we understand that guys have to have dual responsibilities. So in case something does happen, um, you can say, hey, he can play two spots, he can play two spots, and his uh, value really goes up for us. But um, it, it is obviously very, very important that we pick the right guys for the development and if they have to come up because of you know some un, unseen uh, issue, um, that we have the right guy so we can continue to move on as an organization and as a team. All right, that is defensive coordinator Todd Wash addressing the media yesterday. Fellas, let's go back up to big thing two, John Osier. When Caleb on Chason was drafted, you're thinking, wow, this man's got so many options. They can play him in a bunch of different roles, a lot of versatility. Then Yannick Ngakwe gets traded to the Vikings Sunday night. And now you're thinking, all right, Caleb on Chason is that big defensive end they're looking for. He's going to play there. Todd Wash definitely confirms our thoughts yesterday. Well, what you don't want to do and what the Jaguars have tried not to do in the last three or four years with guys is overload them with a bunch of different stuff. When uh, Denard Robinson came in, remember, he was the offensive weapon. And then they figured out, okay, we've got to let this guy hone in on it. I think they learned their lesson from some things like that over the years. They're going to put Chase on at one position, make sure he knows that position. It's what they sort of got criticized for with Josh Allen last year. Oh, why don't you play him at a bunch of different spots? Well, he gets 10 and a half seconds at one spot. Let these guys learn how to play in the NFL at one spot and then get them going at another spot. It certainly gives them, Brian, a fantastic opportunity to have two young bookend tackle, I mean, uh, bookend ends. I don't know that Chason's going to match Josh Allen's numbers from last year because he had a fantastic rookie year. It sometimes takes longer to adjust. But I do think he has a chance to contribute in a big way this year. And I think he'll be, as I said, a contributing player very quickly. Well, there's been no preseason games. And summer camp was not open to fans, so they haven't had a chance to see him. He's not replacing Yannick Ngakwe. Ngakwe, as we have chronicled through the years, was a terrific pass rusher, but wasn't the same guy against the run. That's not the case with Caleb on Chason. He's closer to Josh Allen than Yannick Ngakwe. This is a guy who can put his hand on the ground and hold up against an offensive tackle. He can be disruptive both in the running game and the passing game. So good for them. They've got the versatility to be able to have him on the field three downs and in every possible situation. Uh, as far as production, I don't know what's possible. I mean, he was, what did he have, 14, 15 sacks in his career at LSU? Uh, you know, that's going to take him some time to be able to put the moves together to be that kind of a pass rusher, whereas Josh Allen came in having led the SEC in sacks with, I think, 16 and a half his senior year at Kentucky. So I, I think you've got to put it all into perspective. This is a guy who's going to be on the field a lot. He's going to be making plays in both phases of the game. So I think you're going to see great production from him. It might just not show in the sack numbers. And by the way, I had a conversation with Jaguars great Tony Brackens the other day, and he said he judges defensive ends by how complete a player they are. He said it's easy when you're just rushing the passer 
and you come off the field on first and second down to judge a guy as being a great player. Said, but when you have a guy who's on the field on first, second, and third down, and he's producing in the run as well as rushing the passer, then you know you got a great player. The Jaguars are definitely going to rely on both of those guys on the defensive line, especially with all the shifting we've been seeing. All right, guys, let's go to big thing three, cut down day. A little different this year. We're going to hear from head coach Doug Marone coming up here at 9 o'clock. And I know the years I have been here, he always says, says that Saturday, the day before the regular season, is a really tough day for him to let these guys go. The numbers are smaller now this year because of the expanded practice squad, Brian. But we still know it's going to be a tough day for Doug. We're going to get into some roster math in the next segment. But, Brian, your initial gut, how is this year different now with that expanded practice squad? Well, the expanded practice squad has obviously been put into place for the COVID-19 so that you have the ability to take six veteran players before the practice squad was about young guys, developmental guys. This year, it's about having guys that were with you in camp that know your system in case you have a run and, and you get a room of receivers or linebackers that get sick and being able to pull those guys up. So that does make it. I, I do want to say one thing about, about what Doug says every year. Um, look, this is a game of human confrontation on the field, but it's about human determination and human achievement off the field. You see these guys in the classroom, in the meeting room, walking down the hall, in the training room. You know, in normal camp, you travel with these guys, you get to know them, and it's tough, no matter who it is or how well that you do know them, to tell somebody that, you know, your football career is going to have to continue somewhere else, or it might not continue at all. It's the stories, and you know we tell the stories on a daily and a weekly basis, but, but Doug Marone and his coaching staff live the stories. And so it, it's a very difficult time. It, it, it has to happen, and then they go on and get excited about football, but it is a tough day for these guys, and not just Doug. Every head coach that's ever been here, every assistant coach who's ever had to tell a player, you're not good enough, it's tough for them all. Well, Schlen, it's difficult yeah, for every coach. But it's really difficult for Doug. Doug lived that life. He was a, he'd be the first one to tell you, he was a marginal NFL player when he played, a guy trying to make it in the league, trying to hold on, working to be the 52nd guy on the roster. He got cut multiple times. He knows what it is to hear, hey, it's over. You've got to figure out something else to do with your life. He knows how difficult that is. He doesn't, it, nobody likes telling people that. but. He's lived it. He knows the emotion. And when he talks on, the, on, on that Monday about how tough the previous Saturday was, it's a heartfelt thing. It, it's difficult because he's been there. Yeah, definitely see a, a very genuine side of Doug Marone when that happens. Definitely difficult for all coaches, but especially Doug Marone. And that is our big thing. So when we come back, some roster math, breaking down who is going to get those practice squad spots we talked about and make the roster as a whole. Coming up on Jags Drive Time. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. 
Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity pinpoint the official signage partner of the jacksonville jaguars helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand your company's identification advertising and even the words you use make an impression on your clients with pinpoint as your coach you can make sure it's a good impression pinpoint provides a creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand from custom signage to complete marketing solutions Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. We're back, Jack. Drive time. Thursday morning brought to you by the Fields Auto Group and game day is just around the corner and we can't wait to be Duval together again. The Jaguars are taking every precaution to keep our fans safe at TIAA Bank Field this fall. From cashless concessions to contactless entry, visit jaguars.com stadium to learn more. I came in, uh, everyone clean slate, no issues, everything moved forward. Um, Everything's going to be, you know, what's on the field, being a good teammate, all this stuff. I'm talking about everyone. This is what I said to everyone on the team. And I tried to challenge all the people around me to say, let's go off what we see. Let's take names, take draft picks, take all that stuff off the jerseys, take it off the table, okay? And then let's put them on the field and see who the best players are and what's going to be best for our team. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I feel like. You know, that was my goal, and that's my responsibility, and that's what I feel I'm doing. One times one is one. One times two is two. Head coach Doug Marone giving everyone a fair chance to make this team at the start of training camp. And now we are here. We find out Sunday at 4 o'clock who is going to make this final roster as we get into some roster math, breaking down some numbers, who's going to make the active roster, who's going to make the practice squad, going position by position on groups we think have a lot of competition. So Brian, you have one of the most complicated ones this training camp because of all the shifting we have seen on the defensive line. Well, and I, I think that what you look at is versatility in a guy like Dewan Smoot, and that really helps you with your numbers. But normally you're gonna try to keep nine defensive linemen. And with a guy like Smoot, who's big enough that you could put him down in some pass rushing situations and let him play that three technique, you know, you could keep eight. So we'll say the defensive tackles are going to be Taven Bryan, Avery Jones, Devon Hamilton, and Timmy Jernigan. And then again, Smoot can kind of swing between those two positions. At defensive end, it's a little tougher. You trade away Ngakwe, and you don't have Lorente McRae, who was always an option for them in pass rushing situations. So obviously, Josh Allen and Caleb on Chason are one and two. Smoot is three. And then Curtis Marsh, who is a guy who has worked with the linebackers and the defensive ends, has pass rush ability, becomes that fourth defensive end. Now, 
they could go for the ninth, which is something that they've tried to do around here most of the time. You need a rotation of big bodies on that uh, interior of the line to be able to effectively stop the run, especially in this division with a guy like Derrick Henry coming downhill at you. Well, they probably have to look for that fifth defensive tackle because of the injuries and the opt-outs and the attrition at the position. They go find somebody on the waiver wire, somebody maybe even if they're not completely sold, although I think their first four are set, maybe you have to throw a draft pick in there somewhere, a late round pick to find a guy. But I think they've got a little versatility because of Smoot. I'm going to say they keep eight. All right. Very well done, Brian Sexton, breaking down those numbers. John, do you agree? Do you think they keep eight defensive linemen? Yeah, I do. Um, it's, it's always so tough because, as Brian said, you're looking at the bottom of the roster. You're trying to figure out where a guy like Smoot fits. And then you're also playing numbers games elsewhere. It's, it's particularly tough this year to figure out the bottom of the roster because, as you've alluded to a couple of times, Shalyn, you've got 16 who this year are going to play far more as if they're actually part of the team than developmental. So some of these guys who are very, very marginal that we all talk about, you're going to be talking about them on, on Saturday as if they're not on the team. And then you're going to see them in week two and think, well, why are we even talking about these guys as not on the roster? But I agree. They probably keep eight. That's usually what you keep as a rotation and then have a ninth guy coming up off the practice squad when they feel like it's needed for matchups that week. All right, it's starting to make sense. John Osier, cornerbacks, what do you got? Yeah, it's, this is a, uh, a position that if all you do is look at experience, it's going to scare you because they are going to keep a lot of youth on this. I went with, uh, obviously, C.J. Henderson and Trey Herndon, the two starters. Hayden is the, is the nickel. Uh, Josiah Scott, the rookie, uh, the rookie, plays behind Hayden at the nickel, I think. And then all of a sudden, you're talking more youth. You're talking Chris Claybrooks. You're talking Luke Barku, perhaps uh, Tremaine Brock, Perry Nickerson. I think they probably go with Brock over Nickerson. Then all of a sudden, you're keeping seven. But, but you know, again, I think you could see a guy like Brock, uh, as strange as it sounds, practice squad this year has no age limit, no experience limit. So some of these guys we're talking about will be on the practice squad as guys they are able to bring up. And remember, the fascinating thing about the practice squad this year, unlike past years, when you left those guys exposed, they can now protect four practice squad guys a week. So they really are part of your team. And we really are, I think, talking about, for the most part, very little movement on the practice squad and having more of a 69-man roster, which, again, means you're going to have huge numbers of these positions in reality. Yeah, Brian, I can't help but think a guy like Chris Claybrooks is really interesting to see what happens with him. Seventh-round draft pick, but also getting some kick return reps. Kind of reminds me, Brian, if you recall, the Jadon Micken story in training camp a couple years ago. Will he make this team? I think that's a guy some people have their eyes on. Well, I, I think he absolutely makes the team. I don't think you take a guy as a kick returner, and that's what they drafted him as, without knowing that he was going to be capable of making your squad. So you have to keep a spot for him, which is probably why, just doing the math, <clears throat> why you have eight defensive linemen so you can keep that fifth cornerback. 
Remember, they don't have a lot of versatility between safety and corner. The safeties are safeties. The corners are corners on this football team. There are not players that could swing and play this or that. Clay Brooks is going to make the team because he is their best returner. He's the guy they designated when they drafted him. So he's going to be there. I'm with John. Uh, I think that this is going to be stacked on the practice squad. Barku's an interesting guy. You want to make sure you've got him here. You're going to have to have a lot of these young corners around. Uh, in a league where coverage is paramount, you can't have enough of it. Absolutely. And now, finally, we are looking at wide receiver. If the Jaguars keep six receivers, which would be the norm, they're going to have to cut a good player. I'm looking at Terry Godwin here. has been definitely impressive. Put in a reverse Terry, of course. We've seen it on touchdowns. Josh Hammond has shown up at times during camp. You would think maybe there's a role with one of these guys being on that practice squad. We've talked about maybe even that reserve spot in the four spots. But with how deep the wide receiver room is with Chark and Connolly and Cole, Colin Johnson, I think we all agree that he probably most likely will make the team. That argument for one of those four spots on the practice squad, you could definitely make the argument that has to go to another position group that isn't as deep because John Bryan, I think this wide receiver room is as deep as we've seen it in a long time. Yeah, it's definitely deep. Uh, I was looking last night trying to figure out. It, you, know, you would think they keep six. If they keep five, which one of those guys go? I, I don't think it's Colin Johnson. I think it's any of the rookies. So I, I think Colin Johnson has really forced them to keep six because I can't imagine you would let experienced guys like Westbrook, Conley, Cole, that group go. So uh, I would think Terry Godwin out of that group has looked very good maybe odd man out and if you can get him through to practice squad which most people think most guys are going to get through this year then i think you would see him be a guy they're very comfortable with if one of these six gets hurt they won't mind bringing godwin up at all you know i think it's it's worth noting that dd westbrook missed a good portion of camp with that shoulder and was a guy who struggled with injuries last year so you're going to want Terry Godwin just in case Westbrook has a recurring issue with this shoulder. He plays in the slot. He gets jostled around in the middle of the field. That shoulder could be an issue that lingers for a while. So you're not going to want to be naked, so to speak, on the practice squad without a guy like Godwin. Definitely a good point. Dede Westbrook making his return to practice just yesterday after dealing with that shoulder injury. And that is our roster math, doing our best to attempt to plug in some numbers as broadcasting majors. I think we did a pretty good job, though. When we come back, some ozone snapshots, something we're good at on Jaguars Drive Time. One times five is five. One times six is six. One times seven is seven. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. 
DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization. That's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. An online or phone chat for those quick questions. And a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Jags Drive Time is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz of Jacksonville and Mercedes-Benz of Orange Park, members of the Fields Auto Group. Back on Jags Drive Time, Thursday morning, visiting the Ozone Mailbag, and we're going somewhere in the back. Dan, what do you got for us? Any thoughts as to why we haven't heard from Jaguars general manager David Pogba regarding the release of Leonard Fournette? It seems odd to me, John, that we haven't heard from him with everything going on this week. Yeah, I, I included this question because I wanted to clear something up. Every time there's a release or a player, you know, something like this, I get a load of emails saying, why doesn't he talk about it? Why doesn't Dave Pogba talk about it? Well, most in the league, especially when the regular season pre-start, don't talk after every transaction. I assume that Dave Caldwell will address in some capacity when they cut to 53, he'll be asked about it then. But this is not an unusual thing. Now, it, it, at some point during seasons or at the end of the season, general managers usually talk. But it, it's not a very unusual thing for G to be more in the back during the regular season. They usually talk more around the draft, maybe once during training camp, which David Caldwell did. So I haven't seen that much unusual on that front, Brian. Well, and it's worth noting that Dave is scheduled to talk on Saturday uh, after the roster is finalized. So he'll be able to talk about it then. I, I guess I would say this, you're going to hear the same thing from Dave that you heard from Doug. I mean, a general manager and a coach have to be in lockstep on a move like this. One isn't going to do it from the other, separate from the other. So you're going to hear the same thing from Dave, I would suspect, that you heard from Doug on Monday morning. And he may go into a little more detail here or there or may answer a question about the salary cap ramifications, um, but I wouldn't expect that Dave is going to shed any incredible light on it. Now, maybe the, the, the reader, the writer of that email, you know, wants the media to grill him, um, which I doubt they'll do, but the message is what the message is, and, and that's, that's what they're saying about it. I, I know there's a lot of people, you know, who are chapped about it today because he ended up over on the Buccaneers roster, and they're, how in the world could we let a player go that they want? But Jaguars said what their reasons were on Monday. You're going to hear the same thing, I think, from Dave on Saturday. Well, he was going to end up somewhere. Sure. Yeah. 
But you understand why they're. <laughs> I don't think any of us were surprised by that. He's good enough to play for the Buccaneers and maybe win a championship, but he's not good enough to play for the Jaguars, which is the question that's probably going to be asked on Saturday. Again, I think the answer is pretty much the same. Jaguars decided what fit best for them. Yep. All about offensive systems and where he fits. All right, let's go all the way to England. Liam. Hey, Zone. Is it time to start spending some of our draft capital this year, especially on the defensive line, to make this a win-now team? Yeah, I don't expect this to happen, and I, I'm not sure you could argue that it's a, it's a very good move if you did, only because of this. This close to the season, most teams are not going to be wanting to part with good defensive linemen, even for your draft capital. So you probably would be overpaying for older players if you went that route. Uh, it, every fiber of me looks at the draft capital that they have acquired and think that they want to use that in the draft. They want to continue getting younger. They want to continue what they did last offseason, which was to bring in 12 guys from a very good draft class. I, maybe a late-round, seventh-round flyer, but I don't think they're going to use any of their good draft capital to go get veterans. That would be counter to what they've been doing so far. The release of Leonard Fournette tells you that this team is not in win-now mode. They are in transition mode. So the answer to the question is an enthusiastic no. Brian Sexton calling it how it is this morning. We're back shortly on Jags Drive Time with some closing thoughts coming up. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization. That's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity back for a few short moments more oh my gosh what was that word that wasn't right back for a sh few short moments on jaguars drive time thursday morning stay tuned doug marone coming up at nine o'clock on jaguars.com live a press conference from him we're going to have AJ Can on Instagram Live at 5.30. Jaguars all access tonight on CBS 47 and Fox 30. Jaguars happy hour, of course, this afternoon. 
And we'll be back our first show of the regular season right here, bright-eyed, Monday morning. See you there.